0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another Garden State Wrestling.com podcast, Near Fall Back Points, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm Donald J. Brower, your host. I hope you enjoyed the previous ones and hope you're going to enjoy this one. We're going to do a little bit more of a, what I like to call an omnibus or deep dive uh, into something that actually I should be doing right now and this weekend and we're not getting a chance to do. Wrestling really got lucky this year, and I don't want to use lucky, but they got they were fortunate that they got to finish their season before COVID shut everything down, and there really wasn't an effect last year of it, whereas it canceled baseball and what it did to football this year. Now we kind of see – we knew it was getting moved, but now you kind of see the other little things. Like, for example, this is the final weekend in January. We should be right now, as I look at the clock – It's the evening. We should just be wrapping up day one of the MCT, the 36th annual, but we're not. As a matter of fact, we're not even going to have a 36th annual Morris County tournament. That's a shame because for a lot of people who may not know in the area and around, I'm sure the locals know, but anybody who's watching this from anywhere else, the MCT is one of the hardest tournaments to win at it's very, very tough. And just the competition of all those Morris County kids getting together and wrestling. And, you know, so what I'm going to do this podcast, I'm going to go a little bit into the history of the MCT, talk about it, kind of give you some little factoids and and nuggets and, you know, some stuff with that, that you might not even know about the tournament. Um, I'm going to give you a couple, answer a couple of user questions. I've talked about getting some submitted. There's been a few people who have actually submitted some, and I think it kind of fits with this weekend, uh, podcast just kind of what we're going to do and i'll answer some of those and i'm just going to tell some funny stories about the mct because a lot of my realistically you know the, the super bowl coming up in a week this is the super bowl essentially for morris county and me being you know the start start is now garden state hs wrestling but if you look at any of the links it started off as morris county hs wrestling so this was kind of my super bowl and being the first one to be there and, you know, having the, the idea to live stream it and other people would come there and report. And it was before there were really live blogging. So it, this, I was the first one to kind of showcase this County. And we'll talk a little bit about that, you know, as, as we go in. And it's, it's, this will be a really fun one where we can kind of, you know, you kind of get an idea about the MCT and kind of peel back the veil a little bit. Before we do that, I want to, Shout out to our sponsor, a man who actually helps me with the live stream and has been there from the beginning, Dan Warnikoff from Champion Athletes. He is a sports nutrition expert. He is one of those guys who, you know, when you see wrestling, especially the older people, you knew when we wrestled we had to lose weight. You know, we would do it very quickly. You know, we put on the trash bags, we run, we do everything. And now he actually helps with the – proper way the nutritious way you can lose the weight quickly you can lose the weight and feel good you don't want to feel burnt out and trying to wrestle a tour, especially in mct where you're doing so many matches over a two-day period and dan is the one of the best when it comes to sports nutrition championathletes.com dan Warnerkoff, who like i said has been a huge proponent of this not only this podcast this site but from the very beginning so dan Warnerkoff, thank you very much you know, and for sponsoring us, and I want to tell you know, give you a shout out because without Dan, I wouldn't be doing this. Dan has been a big proponent. Let's talk a little bit about the tournament, the MCT or the Morris County Wrestling Championships, as the traditional name is. It started in 1985 at Roxbury High School, um, they held it there until 2008. 2008, it went to, it wound up moving in 2009, excuse me. The last year was 2008 at Roxbury. 2009, it was at Mount, started at Mount Olive, where it's been since. I started covering the tournament in 2010 when I worked for the Star Ledger. And obviously, when I continued being a Morris County resident, I took it when I started with the site. I started it in 2012, and we've been covering it, live streaming it every year ever since. I've only missed one day of action in those years. That was due to a car wreck I was involved in on the first night two years ago, which I'm still dealing with, but I had the shoulder surgery and such, but I've been there every day from first whistle to last with results galore. Some of the funny things that, that have happened there, and, and you know, we'll, we'll get into how they do the seating process. When I first started attending the seating meetings, the seating meetings are usually Thursday night. And when we first started i first started attending all the coaches would be in a classroom and it was at mount olive and it was one of the older classrooms but all the coaches would sit in there and they'd have a great spread of food and as you can tell i'm a fat guy so you know obviously fat guys like to eat and i would sit there and we would eat and we would hang out and talk you know with with the coaches and what they would do is they'd come in and they'd call you by weight the rest, the coaches would go in for any of the top-seeded guys, and they would decide who was top seed. Obviously, you, you seed them by different criteria, head-to-head comes in and such and prior performance. It's very similar to the state, but just a little tweak, and that would be the way we would do the, the seeding for there. And it usually take a little while, and we'd be out of there a couple hours later, and I think in the beginning it was myself and Anthony Spalding, who is now the Pope John – information director but he was a reporter for uh the Sussex Herald so he was covering Jefferson and and those schools on the periphery and we would go you know we'd sit there we'd get our stuff and it was really nice to kind of talk to the coaches because every time you see the coaches now they're in that I'm ready to wrestle mode I'm, I'm coaching blah 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 here it was kind of you got to see the real personalities you could talk with them and kind of shoot the shit and just kind of ask them some questions and get some, you know, fit. I'd always use it as a chance to kind of get to know the coaches, but fill in results that I didn't have yet. And just kind of talk to them and get to know them. So that was really cool in the beginning, you know, kind of getting my feet wet and, and doing that. Um, now it's kind of expanded to where Mount Olive uh, has redone a bunch of the rooms in there. now it's a, a huge display and, and, you know, the person, the tournament director who before was Sean Bullock, and Mr. Fellini, Sean uh, Bullock is the athletic director at Dover. And Mr. Fellini was the athletic director at uh, Mount Olive. Now it's Dave Doty is the tournament director. He is the athletic director from Butler. And I know Mr. Fellini helped out last year. He's now higher up in the administration. So it's the new Mount Olive AD. I'm, I'm sorry I don't remember his name. But I, I met him briefly last year. I apologize. But he's going to be handling it from, from if there was one this year. So what they would do is they bring everybody in. Has the board who wrestles who? They ask you head to head stuff like that. It's so simple now because of just the formulas they have for doing things, and it's just it's just easy to get everybody together, get them decided, and it goes on. Now, with that being said, I always used to joke with everybody that whatever was seated on Thursday most likely was changed Friday. Now what that could mean is is usually there's a wrestler who may be the twentieth seat. He might get pulled out. He might not be able to wrestle. So then that kind of changes a little bit, you know, some of the lower seedings. The only real big seeds I can think of that I can remember that involved re- doing a whole bracket was uh, Nick Ramo. His, uh, his sophomore year, he was injured and he was uh, seated and he was a little he was a little banged up and he wound up having to pull out the next day so that receded everything because he was obviously the top seed and the only the other one that i think really sticks out was a few years ago um kieran calvetti from uh, del barton he was banged up going into it and they weren't sure so they seeded him and then he wound up withdrawing mostly other than that the, the seeds went really well that's why i always get to mount olive an hour or so early before we blew the whistle on friday because what i'd like to do is myself personally i would have all the seeds ready so when we started the first round i could basically grab everything drop it into my live blog and it was all set and then you just wind up as you go dropping names and it, and it keeps going through that way as you, as you do your agate and so that would always be the way to get it done and you know if you obviously lost on friday night you didn't continue you had to make it to the quarterfinals uh saturday and then you can go into wrestlebacks they didn't do a full wrestlebacks. You. If you lost it all on Friday, you were out. So it would be, always be that little fun time of walking out of Mount Olive, probably about another, I'd say half an hour usually on a, Saturday, on a Friday night, and then uh, getting there super early Saturday and spending the time and, you know, going through. Now, the way everything used to work was how it was set up, and this is, you know, in the beginning and even a little bit. The Super Bowl usually was that Sunday. So the way it breaks down when, with usually the when everything goes with it, I know like a one year it was the Super Bowl in the Meadowlands. So we, you know, it was the day after, and I know there was one year where they actually talked about if there was snow, it might be it might go against Super Bowl. So now it, it's not as much pressure, I think, with it, the way everything switched. Um, but some funny little stats about it, you know, with Del Barton looking at Del Barton would would have most likely been on their way to their. Thirteenth uh, straight. They've already won twelve straight, uh, thirteen overall. But this would have been their thirteenth straight. Um, that that basically almost crushed. That almost doubles up the record previously held by Jefferson. And some really good squads, and uh, Randolph who won six in a row. And it's actually interesting because you would think Del Barton, with where they were at, they would have the most successful tournament history. They are actually don't. They're sixth. If you were to take the average team placement the most successful team in the MCT history is Randolph. So it's kind of not shocking. Um, Randolph was a little down in the last few years, but they had some really good teams in the, in the nineties and early two thousands. And so I'm sure, you know, that evens out over time and average where Del Barton has been on a run recently. Uh, that would be Randolph, Hanover Park, Jefferson, Roxbury, Morris knows then Del Barton. Um, you know, I got, we had a couple user questions. Like I said, some, some followers said, I know I got one from uh, Dave and Chester and he wanted to know what are some of my biggest surprises in the MCT? I always like the guys who, you know, seeding's never an exact science, but those guys who would always just come out of nowhere. And I think the one that, you know, the one that really kind of caught my eye was up until recently, he was the lowest seed to ever win. That was uh, Mark Bone from Jefferson as a freshman who came out was just a pinning machine. And he was very quiet his freshman year, which seemed to be the way, but he was very quiet. And I got the chance to talk to him, and, you know, we, we interviewed him afterwards, and he was very, very quiet, but then just he was just on the mat. He was a different person. And I used to laugh because uh, when I would talk to Mark, he was so quiet – but he had really thick glasses and it was just, I always kind of wonder, like he, I don't know. It just was very focused on the mat that I just, his eyesight wasn't that great. So for him to win, I was just like, wow, this is really dominating performance. Um, He was the number 10 seed that year. He was the longest, the lowest seed to win. That was until the, uh, until the next year when uh, Jake, I'm going to mispronounce his name. I already have it hyphenetically spelled Jake Machevsky, Machevsky from Del Barton, won it as a sophomore at heavyweight, which I'm a heavyweight. I'm a fat guy. Like I said, I've already liked to eat. Heavyweight is the hardest group to pick in MCT because you kind of can figure out who is going to win or make the finals, I should say. You get some upsets, but with heavyweight, there was one year I actually went, and it was that year with, with Mischewski, that I went and I do the live stream and I take the pictures of the wrestlers for the live stream because we do a tail of the tape head-to-head type situation. So most of the time on Friday I get the, you know, for example, I'll know if there's a really good one-two matchup that they're going to make the finals. I take those pictures, get them ready for the next day. Boom, boom, boom. So I took the top six wrestlers for heavyweight that year, and I took their pictures and I had them ready to go. It was an 8-12 matchup. So I was scrambling during the after the semifinals to make sure I had everything done, and it was it was just real interesting. But that's always one I'm I'm always reluctant to pick, and um, it, it's just it's just funny because you never know because heavyweight is just such a legit sumo style boom 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 bigger guy don't you know who makes the mistake type situation, uh, and this is coming from a, a former heavyweight. So it's that's one of those you know situations um, another question we have is uh, some of the best moments uh, in the tournament from Mike and Morristown what are some of the best ones I think of uh, for me personally I think anytime you win the tournament it's a it's a, a big thing but I always love the fact that you have certain wrestlers and it's never really the names it's always the the young kids who, who make a run and do something for example um, Brian Sedano last year from Hanover Park or or some of the other guys, when they come over and they get interviewed, it's always big to me when you see the parents taking the picture of their son being interviewed on the live stream uh, from behind the camera and stuff like that. It's always nice to kind of help share that. And, you know, for a lot of these kids, family might be living far away and they can see their, you know, grandson, nephew, whatever, win the big tournament, and they love it. And that's always really, really cool. So as far as like moments, that that's kind of what my my big one is. I always enjoy that. I always really enjoy the Hall of Fame. You know, I always really enjoy when they do that before the finals, because it, it, it's so fun to see a lot of these kids get to see these the people who paved the way and see the history and see a lot of those people on there. And you know, and, get, and that works for both for the press, too, because I know Joe Hoffman, who I consider one of my idols as far as uh, getting me started in the business and who I consider a great friend who was at the Daily Record for years and was on the wrestling and football beat for him to be inducted. That was, you know, that's a great one. And, you know, those are probably my great moments. It's and the, the one is just kind of getting to see a lot of these parents, you know, because you get to meet kids and you get to see parents um, throughout the year. And just seeing the elation on the because you know the work they put in the eight you know the six eight a.m. days and stuff like that and it's, it's always such a great launching pad heading into districts or regions because it's usually at the end of the season and it really catapults a lot of pa- places depending on how teams work uh, for sectionals it really catapults a lot of squads really far and it's it's always great you know to see that and I always laugh when people. We'll we'll put stuff together and they'll try to debate me. Like nobody's perfect. If I could pick every person who's going to win, I'd be in Atlantic City making a hell of a lot more money at one of the casinos trying to, you know, to place bets and and do stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's, 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 those are probably my best moments. I, I enjoy those. A couple of stories about the the tournament I I think are funny because, you know, I got asked by that, by, by Jeff from Suckasana. He wanted to know some of my some of the stories. I would say a couple a couple quick ones that I that I think are, are really funny is everybody always the one I always get is how Del Barton, you know, has this squad that's unbeatable and the studs. And I always laugh because it's never their the reason they win it so much is never their studs. Yeah, the champions help. But if you ever look at the schedule and see how their brackets break down, Del Barton usually clinches their Championship so early because of those guys who finish third fifth and such and it, it's the accumulation of the points it's a total team effort so everybody can point it to Barton and go oh they got this kid they got it's everybody coming together and, and helping I mean that's that's fun that's always that's always like hilarious when I mean, you see parents from public schools get so mad about it and it's it's really nice when the way stuff is seated where you have when you know, Hanover Park or a Roxbury or somebody like that's on a uh, upswing and they're in that area. A lot of the parents from Hanover Park and Dunbar know each other and they're friendly, but you'll get, you'll get the rivalries a little bit. And that, those are always some fun. Two, two that I could really throw at you. One is two years ago I was there and, and the way it's set up usually for the MCT when they have their Friday, Saturday, when they have the formats, they have a, a stage, a podium where uh, cliff sailor, who, by the way, thank you, Cliff, for some of the information cliff is the has run as basically the guy who handles all the stats for the tournament. Um, helped me out with some stuff. And cliff is always there. He has his different color sheets for each round. So he can keep track of the results and such. And we sit up there. I sit up there with the announcer, usually at the end, there's the girls who are writing out the, the the poster boards with the brackets on it. And usually the press is right next to them. It's myself and whoever's usually there. So a few years ago, they had myself, uh, Patrick Lanny from NJ.com. And <laughs> there was a reporter who Jefferson had a, was having a really good year from a weekly in Jefferson. And there's a small area on this stage so the, the reporter from Jefferson and, my, and myself are sitting there and Patrick Lanny shows up late as usual kidding you Pat, but he shows up and they want to squeeze him in. So as they're doing it, they're moving the guy over and the guy falls down the stairs and you would have thought like Pat pushed him. I think he may have Pat. Did you push the guy? Tell me the truth. I think he tried to kill that poor man, but he felt and Pat felt so bad about it. And sure enough, Five, ten minutes later, he kinda of, he walked away. He comes back and goes, Oh, my editor's giving me a different assignment for this weekend. I gotta go. And I always tease Pat about how he tried to kill the local reporter, the big bad NJ.com. So that's that's kind of one I always mess with him at. And the second one, if I want I I kind of made fun of Pat. I'll make fun of myself a little bit here. 2013 at the MCT, I was running around and I was doing my work and we get to the right after the semifinals, it's the little break in between. They already have everybody with the medals. They're going to set up for the finals. So I kind of have all my stuff done. My podcast guy's setting up. Coach Big is running around, Who you know, my help, my co-host on the podcast. And we're running around, we're doing stuff. And I run in, I go to grab something to eat in the coach's room. Cause I'm a little hungry. I want to grab something. So I grab a little bit of pasta, some, a meatball and a sausage. And so I, I bite into a meatball, and I don't know what was in that meatball, but my stomach went up, boom, and I felt it. I was like, oh, I'm not, not feeling good. So now I'm not feeling good. I kind of go up. I throw up a little bit in the bathroom, and I'm, not, I'm just totally not feeling good. So now we're waiting for the finals to start, and I can feel my stomach rumble, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. So we get everything set and we're ready to go. And right as we're ready to go, I feel my stomach. And let me tell you something. I sat there for probably about three hours with my butt cheeks clenched so hard that I, you wouldn't believe it. I was like, mm. so if you listen back to the videos, you might see my voice. And I remember we did it. And right when we said cut and we were off the air, I ran into that back room, bathroom, and it was coming out the b- top, the bottom, and everywhere else. I was not feeling good. As a matter of fact, I think it was food poisoning because my wife, she was my fiance at the time, teases me now because we were at the – we went to her parents' house, which is where she was living at the time, and we stayed over because it was about a block away. So we stayed over, and the next day was the Super Bowl. It was the Meadowlands Super Bowl I was talking about earlier, and I just felt like such a dog. Like I was, couldn't control my body temperature. I was sick as a dog for a day. But I pushed through it for everybody who wanted to see the stream and you know kind of get that rolling. But yeah, that was not that's not a fun fun time for me. I look back at that, I was like, uh, um, some of the other things with the, the tournament. Uh, when you look back at it, 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 like I said, it's been such a big big moment in my life and you know a lot of people's lives. You know, when you look back, I, I don't want to leave anybody out, but you know, we've had one one of our one of our live stream host and, and the person who did it uh, great man doug was huge in what we did in the beginning um he passed away a couple of years ago after a few days after the tournament uh due to a heart attack he was in charge of mendham tv and you know we we wouldn't be anywhere like we are you know we were without him he was one of the ones that helped us lead it through and you know it's one of those it's one of those things you you, you really miss it and you can look back and see you know where he we we may argue a little bit a couple of times especially when he was yelling down towards us during a moment of silence which might not have been the best time to do that but Doug was Doug was a huge part of what we did here you know with with that live stream and and trust me he he's missed he's missed very much and you know this this tournament it started out as you know. I enjoyed it, it started out as a job, but it's so much a labor of love. And when you see it, and you, you when I was talking before about the coaches, a huge, huge thank you needs to go to the Mount Olive community. Yes, all the coaches in in the county come together. They get everything you know rolling with the actual tournament, but the setup of the mats, the table workers, everybody getting everybody in and out they're over two days, disrupting you know, a lot of the, the the flow in the afternoon on Friday for Mount Olive and getting everything set up, the you know, and, and getting food for everybody and basically having concessions. The Mount Olive community, you know, you deserve a huge round of applause for everything you guys do to make this tournament such a success and, and so smoothly run. I mean, that's one of the things I miss is just Walking in, especially with my bag and seeing the same people. Hey, how's it going? How you doing? How you doing? And going to your table and you know getting ready to cover everything. It just—it's one of those things that now I think it hits a lot of people that you kind of realize, you know, it, it sucks that it's postponed and it's not going to happen this year. So, you know, it's—it's it's, it's just really, really rough with this situation. And, and you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the tournament. I think you know we were we were gonna, looking at getting a guest, but I just felt that. I didn't want to put anybody on the spot and have them, you know, ask questions. We will have a guest next week. And I know we got some other guests lined up, you know, keep going forward, especially as we get closer to the season, but I didn't want to, you know, put anybody on the spot and have them them talk about it. I just wanted to kind of come on and, you know, talk a little bit about the MCT and, you know, and, and just, you know, what they're doing. And then, like you said, well, I mentioned Doug coach, coach Bag has been with me since the beginning. Um, it used to just be me and him, but, his teams have gotten better. So he has to actually go coach in some of the finals. So I know James Clark has stepped in, uh, Ryan Gizzi has stepped in, um, or Matt Gizzi, and then uh, Ryan um, uh, Sudol. uh, Sorry, I was going to call you Sudoku, but I don't, I know that's your name. Um, But yeah, we've, we've had some really good people uh, chime in. I know we've had other guests come in and, you know, we, we've, got a, a, a great run of stuff, but I mean, I've, it's always been when you boil it down myself and coach Vague, and that's always kind of what it is. He's the active coach who can kind of give you that insight. I'm the reporter and the fan who kind of knows a little bit more about the history. So it works out. It's just fun. And it's always, that, that's kind of the, you know, the way it is and the way it's going to be. So I really enjoy that. And, you know, thank you again, also to the coaches association. And like I said that before Morris County coach association for allowing me when no one else wanted to do this to kind of take this off and make it into what it is to where people are always asking to do it. So, uh, you know, thank you for allowing us to, you know, kind of take that and take it off their hands and do that. But I mean, I don't want to get wax, wax poetic, but the, the, the tournament is one of the most fun times I have all year and enjoy it. And, you know, it's whether meeting the sponsors and seeing them and talking to them or just meeting the kids and, you know, getting to interview them. Or I know we've talked about it in the past you know, on past other stuff, whether, you know, it's it's Danny Fungaro from Booten telling me it was like his dream to be able to put the headset on and talk to us. You don't realize those moments till they happen. So it's very appreciated. And It's going to be missed this year. And, you know, it's, it, it's sad. And, you know, but we other we can do, we can only look towards the future. And, you know, as you can tell by the future, new look, mm-hmm, a little bit of a little less hair, all that. Also got a uh, – hope I'm not going to ruin my audio. We're improving the – sound quality so i hope you enjoy that too we're trying to up the you know up the scale of creativity jared told me i had a face for radio which i'm going to look up what that means but i know what that means jared. thanks um but i didn't want to you know i know it's late and i want everybody to enjoy their weekend but those just some of my thoughts on, on the tournament i really you know wish we could have it but i understand why we don't but there's always looking forward to next year and Trust me, if if I have to crawl or, you know, whatever I have to do to be there, you'll see me typing and doing my podcast and you'll see me doing my live results and, you know, live blogging and hopefully we'll be live streaming it. And, you know, maybe, maybe Jared can make that happen, but we'll see. And, you know, we got some wrestling coming up to, you know, in the next couple of weeks, especially heading towards the, you know, start March 1st and we're getting everything kicked off updated the site a little bit uh have the new have the schedules up for the most part i uh, just going to update that as they come in so we should be getting those in the next week so the site will be ready to roll and you know we're not going to be doing a lot of previews going out i'm going to try to do some stuff with the coaches and and see it won't be a, as many interviews but it'll kind of be more of a more of a uh, general sense of what we're going to be doing with the with the previews it'll be more of a me kind of ex- talking about the team a little bit and, and doing some stuff with that where we want not have as many interviews just due to everything. Cause we don't want to have a situation with potential exposure either way. So, so it's kind of the new normal for now. Hopefully it's not the permanent normal, but we'll see about that. But I don't want to hold any, anybody up and I want to just thank everybody for, you know, holding, holding this podcast in high regard for the last few weeks and being able to, you know, be a, help me entertain you guys with everything going on and, you know, get out there and, and check out some of the local wrestling. I know Pat Glory is, is a part of a really big event at takedown sports this weekend. And you got some other stuff coming up and we might have some news on an all-star match, <laughs> but I didn't say nothing. You, I didn't say nothing, but you didn't hear that from me. I ain't want to gossip, but you ain't heard that from me. Sorry, that's a that's an old in living color reference. Kids, Google it. But for my podcasting genius Jared, who took the time out of today, you know, to help me get this done you know, on, a, on late notice, and you know, is one of the one of the guys I'm glad that I got to meet and help me kind of bring it out there. Because, like I said, you know, I'm not technical. He very much is, so it works out. And. Don't forget to check out his other podcasts. We're going to link them underneath. We're going to put what they are. So he does other podcasts where he's actually hosting. So don't forget to check those out. But for Jared, I'm Donald J. Brower. We'll see you next week.